Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Martin Cook. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Episode 102 of Switchcraft is brought to you by opseats.com. If you are looking for a gaming chair for your desk, uh, it really feels more like a car seat than uh, the, the kind of thing that you would sit at a desk. It's very, very comfortable. It's got excellent lumbar support, and it almost forces me to sit up straighter, uh, which is really good because I am a sloucher. If you want a gaming chair like mine, and if you're watching the video version, you know what that looks like. It's really cool. Um, Use the coupon code RUNJUMPSIT uh, for $10 off your chair. So go on over to opseats.com and use the coupon code RUNJUMPSIT. It's really kind of like a bucket seat. It's very, very comfortable, and it's got excellent lumbar support. Um, you know, $10 off is nothing to sneeze at. So again, that coupon code is RUNJUMPSIT, and you'll be directly supporting the show as well. Um, thank you so much to OP Seats for sponsoring the show. Switchcraft is recorded live three times a week at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and also on Saturday, whenever time uh, will will allow me to. Um, so make sure that you tune in at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, just like these awesome people did. I'm scrolling Twitch back to the beginning. Uh, Vaxer is here. Uh, Beardly357 just hosted me. That's nice of them. Aerslia is also here. Scrolling, scrolling. Kodiak Moonwolf is here. Looking for different colors because I'm seeing the same colors. Link31254 is here. Oh, um, TF Wagner is here. Mango Tree is here. Trying to see. I know that there were some other names that I saw. Coviet is here. And... Um, if I missed you, Bite Blind is also here. And if I missed you, I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's hard to read ch- scrolling chat. But thank you guys for here. And thank you to the lurkers who are also here who don't chat. But it's awesome that you guys are here. Uh, thank you. And uh, let's let's jump into feedback. Well, it looks like I misspoke. There are no new reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you have listened to the show and you want to review the show, do that on Apple Podcasts and I will read it on the show. Um, Looking at the email, I got an email from Space Escalator, which I think that they actually reviewed the show at one point because I remember that name and it is a hilarious and awesome name. Uh, The email reads... Hey, Bill, I'm loving, I've been loving Odyssey so far, but one detail is bugging me. I'm sure that I saw a video from E3 where Mario was in a 2D section with the poncho costume on. Now, when I go into a 2D section, it's just classic Mario. Did 2D costumes get cut? What happened? Cheers, Space Escalator. 
Uh, well, before I answer the question, if you want to email the show just like Space Escalator did, uh, make sure that you do so at runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Now, I'm really not sure what's happening there because whenever I go into uh, one of the 2D sections of the game, it's wearing whatever um, clothing that I I happen to have Mario wearing at the time. Now, I haven't run into as many 2D sections as I would like, but just yesterday I was in a 2D section and I was wearing a specific set of clothes. I, I'm trying to be spoiler free. And my Mario was wearing the, 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 the 2D Mario was wearing the same clothes as the 3D Mario. So that's a little confusing to me. I'm curious if anybody else out there is running into the same issues as Space Escalator. Uh, Kodiak Moonwolf says 2D costumes work for me. Link 31254 says, I feel like some work and some don't. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe not all costumes are in the game. Uh, maybe some of them just didn't look right as uh, sprites. Or maybe the hitbox for Mario... Uh, changing based on which sprite that they were showing was an issue. So I'm not sure, and I would love it. I would love it if people would let me know what they are experiencing. Uh, Mango Tree ninety three says 2D costumes have been showing up for them. Uh, and then Brav says, I think I've seen him go back to classic costume. I will pa- have to pay way more attention, as will I. All right, thank you very much. Others, other ways to get a hold of me. You can join our Discord and you can talk to all of these awesome people who are talking to me right now. Uh, You can find that at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. You can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. And you can also tweet at runjumpstomp and get a hold of me that way. Let's get to the news. The Legend of Zelda continues. Defeat your enemies I'm not somebody that is usually very interested in racing games. The racing games that I tend to care about are the ones that are not realistic at all. Mostly ridiculous things happening. Uh, Games like Mario Kart, games like F-Zero, games like SSX Tricky. uh, Those are racing games that I find enjoyable. Uh, That being said, there's a lot of people out there that really like simulation driving games. And right now... That's a genre that is not currently um, fulfilled on the Switch. Well, Gear Club Unlimited is coming to the rescue for those people, I guess. And they are touting themselves as an accessible simulation game. So uh, maybe not uh, like the super simulation like Gran Turismo, uh, something more along the lines of Forza. But again... I have no experience with either of those games, so I don't know if I'm if I'm saying things the right way because I've not played either of those. Uh, the way that they say that it's more accessible is that the game actually has a rewind feature. So let's say that you are trying to um, get that perfect corner uh, where I know that they put arrows on the on the on the ground, and you want to try and keep your car right on those arrows. Uh, If you go off just a little bit, you're going to lose a little bit of time because they're showing you the best possible path through the game. Well, if if you want, you can hit a button and it will actually rewind back 
And the only downside is in the single player campaign. Uh, but the only downside there is you'll earn less money than you would otherwise. But if you want to try and get a perfect run every time, you can do that using the rewind feature. And I think that does make it a little more accessible. It's not something that's going to draw me to this genre of game, but I do know that there's a lot of people out there that absolutely love these games. Now, Gear Club is a franchise that I believe that I've heard of before, but I could be confusing that with Drive Club. Please feel free to let me know if I'm wrong about this. Uh, and I don't know if it if this particular franchise has like a pedigree for, for this type of game, uh, but... If that's the kind of game that you're looking for on the Switch, it looks like you've got something on the way. They did say that they're going to have monthly online events. Uh, so this is not a game that you're going to buy and then uh, they're done with. It looks like that they want to support it for a while. Kind of like uh, Splatoon 2 is supporting, uh, or the team behind Splatoon 2 is sp supporting that game with monthly events like the Splatfest and stuff like that. I think that that's really good. And... Um, you know, it's it's always good when more genres are represented on the console of your choice. Yes, your only hope is to team up with Mario in the totally new Super Mario Land. So far, total Switch hardware sales have topped 7.63 million units in six months. And here's an even crazier number. Software sales are at 27.48 million. Now, Nintendo announced this during its... Uh, earnings release. I'm getting this from uh, Gamatsu.com. Uh, and this is from the six months ending on September 30th. During the second quarter, hardware sold 2.9 million units and software sold 13.98 million units. Now, this is kind of, that's Switch hardware. I'm not going to get into the 3DS hardware or the Wii U hardware because I'm sure that they've had very few um, but that's pretty impressive for the switch now if you take that and do a little bit of math you'll find out that on average uh, gamers who own the switch have already bought 3.6 games which is or maybe it was 3.4 I closed the calculator and I can't remember now uh, but that's pretty awesome so I think that Nintendo should be very happy with that, especially because they had projected that they were going to sell 10 million in the first year and in the first six months to have sold 7.63 million units. That's really fantastic. That means that they are way ahead of projections. So, you know, that's really good for Nintendo. And I think it's good for people who like, um, who like the switch because that means numbers like that are going to bring in developers that might otherwise have been, have been sitting on the sidelines. Now I think at this point, most developers have probably seen the light and made up their mind and decided, okay, I'm going to start putting out games on the switch. Don't expect games to show up tomorrow after these announcements. All right. You're going to have to wait and there's going to be some lag time between when this kind of stuff gets announced and when new games get announced. Right now we've got really good support from small third-party developers. We've got fantastic support from Nintendo so far. So so many games have come to the Switch, over 200 already, okay? And a lot of those are really excellent games. Um 
but so many games have come to the Switch already that that a lot of people are saying, boy, it'd be nice if Nintendo, myself included, would just delay some of these games so I could get through the stuff that we already have because we've got a lot of stuff to play. Uh, they've also got support from Rockstar. We've got support from uh, Bethesda and uh, Ubisoft. So right now, it seems like EA has little tiny bit of support, but I see. I think that we'll probably end up having more support from EA in 2018 and 2019. Again, don't expect it right away. It's going to take time. EA was sitting on the fences looking and seeing what was going to happen, and now that they can see what's happening, I think that they really don't have a choice but to go where the thumbs are, and that's where people are playing. A lot of people are playing games on the Switch, and Switch owners are buying uh, four games in six months, that's pretty good uh, as far as an average goes. I know that there's going to be a lot of people out there that bought one game, and then there's other people that have bought probably 15 or 20 games, and there's some crazy people who have bought every game. Um, you know, there's there's a wide gamut of people out there, but on average, having sold uh, 3.6 uh, games per uh, Nintendo Switch, that's pretty rad. He's back, he's here, he's Mario. Knows the new and improved Mario and Super Mario All-Star so much. Mario is a Mario smorgasbord. It's all the way down Mario Brothers Adventures he ever played in Nensum. If you head on over to GameRankings.com, you can see the top-rated games of all times. Now, I've never been one that really puts much faith in having a numbered score for a game, but... When you look at an aggregate overall, you do get a sense of whether or not a game is good or not. And if you head on over to GameRankings.com, you can find out that Super Mario Odyssey is the highest rated game of all time on this website. Let me just go through the, the top few games. So, number one, Super Mario Odyssey. Number two, Super Mario Galaxy. Number three, The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, then Super Mario Galaxy 2, then the Breath of the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, then finally we have Grand Theft Auto 4, then Grand Theft Auto 5, Grand Theft Auto 4 again. I'm guessing that that has something to do with, um, with um, yeah, yeah, that was different um, SKUs, so PS3 and Xbox 360. And then Soul Calibur, Uncharted 2, and then Super Mario 64. So in that, and then Orange Box from Valve, and then Metroid Prime. So in that 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, in that top 10, Nintendo has a majority of them. And if you extend it to top 12, there's only 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 games that are not Nintendo games. And that's the reason that people buy Nintendo consoles, because the games are fantastic. Now, are there issues with Nintendo consoles? Without a doubt. A lot of us are very unhappy with how Nintendo is handling online yet again. I don't know why we're surprised at 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 this point. Um, But the games have been fantastic. Um, Let's talk about something that's a little less fantastic. King Kong, he's big, he's ugly, and he's no good at Nintendo. At my Nintendo News on Twitter has tweeted a link uh, all about Sonic Forces for the Switch, and uh, there will be no pre-release review codes for Sonic Forces. Now, this is kind of going to be like the main story today. 
uh, which is weird because this is a Nintendo show and I'm going to be talking a bunch about Sonic. But a lot of people immediately reacted with, gee, I wonder why they're not going to give out review codes. And I think a lot of people are assuming, my goodness, it is storming out like crazy. And I don't know if you guys can hear it, but it's insane. Um, A lot of people are assuming that Sega is saying we're not going to give out review codes because we know the game is junk. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. But at the same time, it seems counterintuitive for them to, to not give out review codes for a game that they think is junk if they have a demo on the eShop. Now, I haven't checked and to see if the demo for Sonic Forces is on the U.S. eShop, but it is on the Japanese eShop. And I will tell you, I downloaded it. Uh, and if you, it's very easy to make a uh, Japanese eShop account. And uh, then if you've got Google Translate on your phone, you can just uh, hold your phone over the screen and so you can figure out what button to push in order to download the demo, uh, which is what I did. So I could download Sonic Forces and tell you what I thought of the demo. And the demo is a big old pile of trash. It was not fun. I felt like I was completely on rails and had almost no control over the game. It was just like... I, I don't know. It, it just is not a fun game, and I'm not recommending it. I, I'm not even recommending that you download the demo and try it for yourself because it's really that bad. Now, having said that, it kind of lends credence to the idea that Sega is not going to put out a code for Sonic Forces because they know that their game is bad. And but a lot of people are saying that that have played the game at various places like uh, EGX or wherever else, uh, they're saying that the game is not good and not worth buying. And while that may be true, it doesn't make sense to me for them to hold back review codes when they have a demo on the eShop. That just doesn't, like, I can't figure out what their reasoning is. Um, Kodiak Moonwolf in chat says, no, pre- no pre-release review codes equal that sets alarm bells ringing. That's how it happened previously, though. RGS, where a game hasn't had any pre-release codes because they didn't want the bad press before the game released. Well, you're partially correct, Kodiak Moonwolf. I believe that the game that you're talking about actually came out and was awesome, and that was Doom. Doom, I, and I could be wrong because this is just off the top of my head, when Doom, the new Doom, came out for PC, and I think, I don't know if it, it launched at the same time on Xbox One and PS4, But when Doom came out for the PC, there were no review codes ahead of time. And a lot of people said, oh, this means the game is going to be bad. And then when people played it, they realized how fantastic it was. So I don't think that that particular metaphor applies. However, I do agree that it does set off alarm bells. The idea that a game company wants to hold back reviews... That really makes me nervous for a game, and that's going to stop me from ordering a game or buying a game until there's review games uh, reviews out there, and it might stop some publications from reviewing uh, said game. For instance, like I might review the game. Actually, no, uh, just based on the demo, I wouldn't review the game because it's just hot trash. Um, but ha- let's say that the demo wasn't out there and I requested a code from Sega. Sometimes game developers give me codes. Never somebody as big as Sega, but, you know, just this is a thought experiment here. 
Um, but if they were giving out codes and then they suddenly stopped giving out codes, that just means I have to spend money in order to try their game in order to do a review. That's a barrier to entry, especially for small publications like Switchcraft. You know, if you're running a small blog and maybe you have a few thousand viewers or a few thousand listeners, then that's going to be an issue for you where you're not going to be able to buy every game that comes out and you have to pick and choose what games you're going to review. And are you going to review a game that you got to pay for? Or are you going to review a game that you got for free? Uh, are you going to review a game that you've tried the demo for or and that you think that you like? Or are you going to review one that you've tried the demo for and you think is terrible? I mean, for me, Sega is going completely wrong in all the wrong ways on this. And it's almost like they've learned absolutely nothing from Sonic Mania. And somebody in Discord said a really hilarious thing. Uh, they said... <laughs> Uh, maybe they're just trying to th- get people to think that Sonic Forces is Sonic Mania because Sonic Mania is a fantastic game. I love that game, and it got rave reviews all over the place, and it it basically wasn't touched by Sega. Sega hired uh, other people to work on this game. They hired fans like Christian Whitehead, who I think is the chief developer of Sonic Mania. That guy was making the game already for fun because he loves Sonic so much and Sega caught wind of it and said oh yeah come on we'll we'll bring you on and he said well I want these people to do the music and stuff and they said all right sure bring them along and so Sega really didn't touch Sonic Force or Sonic Mania Sega had their hands on Sonic Forces 100% of the time and now I know that there's a lot of people who are going to try it anyway and by all means try it if you want but the demo was garbage And the idea that they're holding back review codes is a little worrying. So I would say don't definitely don't pre-order it. And I've never been somebody who says that you should pre-order games. I do it for certain developers because I know that these are developers that I can trust. That's Blizzard, Valve, if they ever make a game again, and Nintendo. That's pretty much it. Those are the ones that I pre-order games from. Nobody else. Um, Don't pre-order games. Because you can wait a couple days and find out what people think of it before you spend your hard-earned money. And uh, maybe if we stop pre-ordering games, they'll also stop doing uh, pre-order bonuses and things like that that uh, that a lot of people hate. All right, I talked about that for a while. We, we can't talk about Sonic on a Nintendo show and not talk about Mario. Let's, uh, let's talk about what I've been playing. Bet you can't guess what it is. Well, I've been playing Mario. Mario Odyssey. Don't worry, I'm not going to spoil anything here. What I will say, I'm going to keep it brief because I haven't finished the story yet. I think I'm really close to the end of the story, but I'm not sure. Uh, I won't even say what world I'm on because I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. Uh, But I think I'm close to the end of the story. I've kind of decided that I'm going to kind of make a beeline through the story to finish that stuff, and then I'll go on cleanup duty. Now, my... My overall thoughts for the game. First off, the controls are really good. Um, I've primarily been playing using the uh, the split Joy-Con method that Nintendo recommends, although I use it without the rails that go on the side that make the Joy-Cons a little bit bigger. I don't find them comfortable unless you're holding the Joy-Cons sideways. And I don't need the strap because I'm not flinging my arms around like a maniac, so I don't have to worry about that. 
Um, but I feel that those controls are really, really good. That being said, um, yesterday I sat down and was playing last night actually, and I was using the Pro Controller to play, and I feel like I could do just about everything. There's there's one move that Mario does that I had trouble with, and basically when you use the split cons, you just move both of your hands to the left just a little bit, and Cappy like Mario will throw Cappy, and Cappy will uh, orbit. Uh, become a satellite of Cappy, and it'll orbit um, Mario, and then come back, and it'll hit a bunch of stuff. And that's a really good uh, move if you've got a bunch of coins to collect, or if you've been surrounded by enemies, because sometimes they'll put a bunch of little enemies uh, there for you to fight, and you can just do that that circle attack. Now, I've heard that you can do that with the with just moving the stick around and th- hitting your throw button. I haven't been able to get that to happen. Uh, and the, the, the pro controller is a little bigger, so it's a little more difficult to give it that quick leftward motion that I'm trying to do uh, with it. And so I, I'm a little less reliable with that circle attack. Uh, the other thing that I find that I have trouble with is um, the the guided hat. So you also have an ability or not an ability, but you can also, if you throw the hat and you happen to miss your target, you can just kind of give the the right Joy-Con a waggle and it'll find the nearest target, which is really good. Uh, and again, the, the pro controller is a little beefier. And so that's a little less comfortable to do. Um, so the things like that, uh, you know, I find it falls down a bit on there. Um, over, overall, I think, I feel like the controls are fantastic as is, uh, really important in a platformer and, you know, N- Nintendo is known for making the controls on Mario really well, are really, really very good. Um, one move that Mario has that I have been having a lot of trouble getting to work either on the pro controller or using the split joy cons is where he throws his hat out and then jumps on it. The only time that I can see myself using that is if I'm already on the ground, but I always seem to try to do it all the time. So I'll be in the air and I'll think, oh, I need to get a little bit further. I'm going to throw my hat out, but it doesn't do me any good. Uh, And then I end up just diving for it. And then once you're in dive mode, which you can do by doing left trigger uh, jump, uh, Mario will go into dive mode and you're, you're trapped in dive mode. You can't do anything after that. That's killed me a whole bunch of times. Something else that has killed me a whole bunch of times in Mario Odyssey is, I don't know why, but, well, I think I know why, but I want the Y button to be the button that makes Mario run faster and the B button to be the jump. And quite often, and I know that that doesn't make any sense because it's a 3D Mario game, I guess it goes to show how long it's been since I've played a true 3D Mario game, but... You know, you have an analog stick, so Mario is always running. But because Mario is always running, I feel like I'm not going fast enough. And so my instinct is to push that Y button in order to get Mario to run just a little bit faster, and that doesn't really work. And that's caused me to jump off a cliff or roll off a cliff many, many times. Overall, I think that the controls are very good, and I think you can easily play in whichever configuration you prefer. If you had asked me to, uh, like on the first day, which configuration I would, incur- uh, I would prefer, 
I would have said, hands down, I want to use the split Joy-Cons. If you ask me today, I would say, hands down, I want to use the Pro Controller. And if you ask me tomorrow, I don't know, we'll see. But I tried it in all the different configurations, and I really liked um, the uh, the split Joy-Cons at first, but I'm warming up to that Pro Controller, mostly because it's incredibly comfortable. And, and you know, I you, you can't say this enough, but the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller is one of my favorite controllers I've ever used. It's not my favorite. That still it belongs to the Steam Controller just be, because of the sheer customization of it. And that's something else that I wish that Nintendo would let me do is customize my controls for Mario uh, Odyssey. It drives me nuts that I can't. And I would move some buttons around and I think that I would do better. Just like when they gave me the ability to customize my controls in ARMS, I feel like I do way better than I used to now that I'm used to it. Uh, Anyway, let's move on to um, other stuff about the games that kind of jump out at me. The load times in this game are absolutely incredible. I can't believe how fast the game loads from not me from not playing it. You turn the switch on, um, you know, you put the cartridge in, you start the game, and you are you are playing in like less than thirty seconds. I think I don't know how they did it. And when you go from one uh, location to another, the load time is really really fast, and I. You know, you'd think, oh, they're masking it with um, with cutscenes, but if you hit the plot, like there's a cutscene every time that you go from one world to another. There's a cutscene where uh, the Odyssey flies by and Mario looks out the window, uh, but you can you can skip that cutscene. And I checked, and and what I thought is, oh, they're they're hiding a load time with this cutscene, and if I skip the cutscene, it's not going to load any faster. No, it loads faster. So you can actually skip that cutscene and load faster. It's really crazy how how fast they can load this game, especially because the game is so low. I, I mean, okay, this is not an especially. Uh, I guess it's another good thing about the game. Uh, so I'm switching topics a little bit. Switching, get it? Um, the game is also has a really small footprint on your storage space. You know, five point something gigabytes, whereas... That WWE game is like you have to have a 32 gigabyte SD card in order to install that game on your system. That's bananas. Nintendo has figured out some kind of magic with the Switch. And I don't understand how they do it, but they need to like have a conference kind of like Apple does. Apple has worldwide developer conference every year and they teach the people who make uh, apps for their platform how best to optimize their apps so that the customer has a better experience nintendo needs to hold like a developer thing at the um at gdc game developer conference they need to host a thing at gdc for how to optimize for storage on the nintendo switch and how to decrease load times on the nintendo switch because it's really good all right now I'm going to get into the minorest of spoilers. I'm going to be very vague, but if you want to be completely unspoiled, skip forward about two minutes, uh, I think. Uh, I just want to talk about this one little thing, um, and that is the deep woods. And I found this by accident. So skip forward now. Did you skip? If you didn't skip, it's on you. It's, It's your fault, not my fault. Um... 
But I found this on accident. I was on a level, and I won't say which level because I said I would be vague. And on that level, I fell off the side. And I was like, okay, well, I died. And nope, I didn't die. I landed in the deep woods. And there was this this entire cool little area for me to run around in. It was really dark, uh, big, huge trees. Uh, and there was a monster that was hunting you. Uh, it was really, really cool. And there was a bunch of power moons that you can get there and purple coins. And I found this completely by accident. I really think that there is a way that you could completely finish the game and never experience this. All right. So I think it's probably been enough time. I don't want to go on too much about it, but that really blew me away. Um, uh, TF Wagner says everyone fell off the side, didn't they? Well, but maybe, maybe you're better at the game than I did, than I am. And you didn't fall off the side and how would you find it anyway? Um, so Kodiak Moonwolf in chat says, I didn't know of that area. See, he he's better at the video game than I am. Nice job, Kodiak. All right, so that's all that I really want to say about Mario Odyssey. I'll talk about it more once I've finished more of the game. I've probably got about 10 hours into it so far, and I am really loving the experience. Uh, that being said, I'm, I'm sure that there's going to be people who are going to ask me which game is better. Mario Odyssey or Breath of the Wild, and I'm going to save that for another time. I want to experience more of Mario Odyssey first because I've got 180 hours into Breath of the Wild, and I still have more Breath of the Wild to do. So, you know, which game is better? I think it's really going to be an individual preference, and the Game of the Year awards this year on, on all the different publications are going to be, you know, I think one or the other. And uh, we'll talk about about which one I personally like better at a later time when I've had more time with Mario. All right, let's head into the lightning round. All right, we're in the lightning round. I'm going to talk less about each thing. First off, Payday 2 is still coming to the Switch. We've got a, a quick little YouTube video that you can watch if you click on the link in the show notes. And they're talking about it's still coming this year. I mentioned it a few episodes back that we hadn't heard much about Payday 2 since the uh, the original announcement of it. Uh, but it's still coming to the Switch. And that's cool because right now we don't have any first-person shooters, especially uh, co-op first-person shooters uh, for the Switch right now. Uh, although we do have Doom coming very, very soon. All right. Um, November 1st, that is tomorrow. If you're re- if you're listening to this, this or watching it live, uh, good news for you. If you have a red card, that's a, a membership card at Target.com, um, you can get uh, the Super Nintendo Classic Edition at Target.com. But that is exclusively for red card holders. So make sure that if that's something you want, you go sign up as quick as you can. I don't know what the process is like. My wife is a red card holder, but I already have a, a, a SNES Classic, so I'm not going to try and buy one out from somebody uh, from under someone else. Rocket League is coming to the Switch November 14th, so now we got to add that to the list of ridiculous craziness that's coming this month. So we've got Mario Odyssey, which everyone's still going to be playing for what seems like ever. Uh, then we've got Doom, we've got Rocket League, we've got something, um, um, uh, Skyrim, and then in December 1st, we've got 
Xenoblade 2. So that's a lot of games in a very short amount of time. And on top of that, we're all going to be busy with our families at Thanksgiving time, if you're an American. Uh, and if you're you're not, then maybe you celebrate something, some other holiday there or not. I don't know. I don't know what you guys do, but whatever you do, you've got a lot of games to play. And I'm, you know, I'm going to have to pass on a couple of them. And that's too bad. And I'll tell you which one I'm not going to pass on. And that's Rocket League. Rocket League. And I'm going to talk about this for just a little bit. I love Rocket League. And I've talked about it on the show before. And I've talked about it on other podcasts. But it's a game that... I never would have played because I don't care about sports ball. I don't care about uh, racing games very much outside of Mario Kart for the most part. Um, and both of those things are like they are kind of mashed up together in Rocket League. And looking at Rocket League, I would have said, no way in a million years am I going to enjoy this game. But when I bought my Steam controller, Psyonix Cy- gave me that game for free, which is great. Uh, and I, you know, I installed it to check it out and my God, this game is fantastic. If you haven't played Rocket League, you owe it to yourself to play it. And it's coming to the switch on November 14th. And that is going to be my platform of choice because the game is going to play great on there. They're saying that they're going to be hitting 60 frames per second. And I think that we've got, uh, our, our, our gameplay cut out for us in November. Anyway, let's, uh, talk about what's coming to the switch soon well today is october 31st we've got a bunch of games that are coming out today and we've got some games coming out on the second so games that came out today uh for the 3ds etrian odyssey 5 beyond the myth dlc number three feels like i've been talking about them forever um also on the 3ds eShop, creeping terror uh for the switch cartoon network battle crashers i don't know what that is um monopoly for the nintendo switch i'd steer clear of that because it's 40 dollars, which is insanity uh on the switch eShop, we've got monster jam crush it perception and a new neo geo game is art of fighting 3 which by all accounts is a very very good fighting game uh november 2nd we've got on the 3ds eShop, phil's epic philippix adventure i don't know what that is on the Switch eShop, we've got Wheels of Aurelia, Chess Ultra, Morphite. Ooh, I didn't realize Morphite was coming so soon. Sparkle 2 Evo and Neo Geo Art of Fighting 3. Why is that on there twice? That's interesting. Maybe it's a typo. Anyway, those are the games coming before the next episode or on the day of the next episode. That is all the time that we have for today. If there is a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discussed, please let me know. If you're looking for ways to support the show, you can do so by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com support. Uh, there's free ways to support the show. You can use my Amazon affiliate link. Thank you to the people who've been using that. Uh, it really does add up over time. Thank you. Big, big thank you. You just use my link and you buy the stuff from Amazon normally, and it doesn't cost you any extra money, and Amazon gives me a kickback. Um You can also support the show just by sharing it with a friend or reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts or your podcast platform of choice if they allow uh, reviews. If you're looking for ways to support the show going above and beyond, you can check out my wife's Etsy shop at etsy.com slash shop slash run jump stomp. Or you can join the Patreon and get exclusive rewards including poorly drawn sketches by me every month. Uh, that, that are exclusive to patrons 
so thank you guys very much for your support. Again, that's runjumpstomp.com slash support, and you can have links to all of that stuff. Special thanks go out to Noteblock and Tom Winter for their music. Make sure that you support them by checking out their YouTube channels because they are fantastic musicians, and I am a big fan of theirs, and I thank them for letting me use their music on my show. That's it for today. Next episode is going to be on Thursday, although I think it's going to be late. I won't be able to record it at the specific time uh, because I've got another, another commitment that I've got to deal with. However... Make sure that you follow me on Twitter at RunJumpStomp, and I'll tweet out like when that thing is going to happen. So again, that's RunJumpStomp on Twitter. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening and hanging out with me. That's it for today, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audiobooks and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible and directly support the show.